Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So I was in the shower. I was cleaning my ass and making all the shirts all sparkly. Thank you, Clint. I'm not the funny one. I'm the pretty one. Talk shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. music, wine. The glory hole is like a, a like dick theater. I imagine you're Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. We're not sluts. We just love love. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another week of By the By. You're back. Yes. We're here. Yes. Possibly a day late. <laughs> we'll see how the week goes. We'll see how the week goes. <laughs> uh, welcome back, all you wonderful suckers and suckies. Mm-hmm. Ooh, um, which one am I? You are likely both. Yes. I am likely both. I'm a suckery. Suck. Curry. <laughs> blue. I'm going to suck blow you. That's his. I'm sorry. I, uh, sure. I'm so okay, let's move on. <laughs> anyway, I apologize for that. The jokes don't get any better. Um, but, you know, you're here not for the jokes, right? Right. It's all Actually, for I wonder the- if anybody ever comes just for the jokes. This is my stand up routine. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> well, because realistically, how much of the podcast is jokes? A very small bit, right? I just about spit my wine out. Thank you for my <laughs> self-esteem boost there. That's exactly what I needed. Oh, I hope not, because your jokes, oh, well, they suck. Dude, I laugh at them. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't mean they're good. <laughs> right, and they're only a very small part of the podcast. Oh, my God. Anyway, um, so welcome back. Yeah. Uh, last Friday was Pendulum. Oh, my God, it was amazing. It was amazing. We had like 9, 10, 11, I don't know, some number of us on a bed. There was nine of us. Oh, yeah. Um, on a bed. It was a puppy pile. Mm. We couldn't tell where one human started and one human ended. Um, there was a bit of um, human centipeding going on, but sexually it was... Yep. There was somebody in my mouth, somebody going down on me. I had things and stuff all over the place. It was great. And I saw a lot of guy-on-guy action, Yes, which was also amazing and super hot. We were very fortunate to have both the gentleman and Leo there mm-hmm. and uh, so a bunch of other people that at some point we're going to give them names, but mm-hmm. there was five other people. And yeah, we were we were all piled up. It was great. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was fucking delightful. To and be honest. It, yeah. And there was a lot of, it was also interesting to see other people playing in the space and like a lot, there was a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, we had the gentleman on the St. Andrew's Cross downstairs before we made it up there. And when I say we, it was me. So look at me. I'm, I'm officially a switch now because I was like, I'm going to do this. And yeah. You're getting into this. Yeah. I actually, I do. And en- I still enjoy subbing mm-hmm. for certain people like you and 
ginger. Mm-hmm. But that's basically it. <laughs> well, it was interesting because somebody came downstairs and saw you flogging the gentleman, and they were like, "Oh, it's Bradford," because they were expecting it to be me. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I mean, I kind of want to, but he's having fun and I'm having fun watching him. I was having a lot of fun and yeah. it was good. Uh, I did find that I needed to be a bit taller. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's so tall. I mean, he, he's, it's funny. He's not that much taller than me, but he's enough taller than me that I can't whip down on him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so. Uh, you need a step stool. Welcome yes. to my world. We also found that one of our friends that we ended up on the nine person puppy pile, she had a pair of shoes that were these platform heels and just so happens mm-hmm. my foot fit in those like fucking Cinderella. Uh, <laughs> and I was joking. I was like, honestly, if I'd known that, like this is the height I needed to be. If I had known that, I mm-hmm. would have been wearing your shoes the entire time. <laughs> so many laughs were had. Yeah, I, I felt bad very briefly because at one point one of the staff members brought a guy down and they were like hey this guy's a single fellow blah 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 and and you know as if like here you go and i was and this was while you were flogging and i was kind of like okay i'm happy to say hello but i'm also really interested in watching this and so i asked you know have you been here before and he was like yeah i think he'd been to the other one with a partner before but he was keen to come back etc blah 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 so i was like okay so you're not a complete newbie and i really want to watch this so and i told him that i was like i really want to watch this i was like you're welcome to stay here and watch i don't think he was really into it right so he ended up wandering off and talking to some other people and then they eventually wandered upstairs yeah i was like "Ah, he's fine (laughs) he'll be fine (laughs) yeah he's fine yeah yeah, it, it was interesting because the, there was another friend of ours who I know at some point it, she had messaged me over Instagram saying she wanted to be flogged, uh, but her partner just doesn't have it in him. And so I sort of was like, okay, I'm going to warm up on the gentleman. And then if you're keen, I'm happy to mm-hmm. to flog you uh, and do some impl- impact play with you. And she was, but then I think she was part of who took the other fella upstairs. Yeah, she got whisked away, and yeah. then that was that. And it, yeah, it's so, like uh, pretty sure she had a good time I, anyway. Yeah, like she had uh, <laughs> delightfully must hair. Yes, and I saw a very big smile on her face. Yeah, but uh, it's it's nice. We're getting to that point now where we're very, very, very fortunate in Australia, where we're getting to that point where people are comfortable going out. Yeah, uh, yeah, and they're comfortable. Uh, we're starting the vaccinations and, and people are, yeah, there's the people that we haven't seen in a year plus we're starting to see at the club again. And that's really, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good that, that people are a little more comfortable coming out. I kind of feel bad because I see these people and I, while I do want to play with them, I'm also kind of like, Oh my God, I haven't seen you in a year, 14 months. Let's just sit and talk. Yeah, it's a hard place to be because you do want to just talk and catch up and just enjoy their company, but you also kind of want to have some sexy times. Yeah, it's really a struggle. It, it's it's a hard balance. First the struggle world, is real. First world problems. <laughs> exactly, especially in Australia, first world problems. Yeah. Because we know that we saw recently that the uh, once again, Stephen Colbert was <laughs> talking about swingers once again. Why do we have to do stupid shit? Why do, why can't we not do stupid shit and maybe not get called out on mm-hmm. late night comedy? Um, this time was for the boob cruise, which he did have some funny, like for those who can't afford the crotch yacht or, <laughs> but want something better than the chlamydia kayak, which oh my God. it's funny. It is funny, but still the big thing that he was calling out. And I honestly think the reason that it was called out was 
because people were allowing others without a vaccine. Mm -hmm. No vaccine required. What the fuck is wrong with you? And on a cruise ship, too. I mean, we know how just general colds and noro and things like that spread through a cruise ship, much less something that's much, much more contagious. Exactly. And I'm just kind of sick of seeing this fucking bullshit from our community. And it's we're better than this. I think. Many of us are better than this, mm-hmm. but the problem is the ones that still get the news are the ones that are hosting these fucking big party things, and it's it's fucking bullshit. If you're going to do that, absolutely, that's fine. Require vaccinations. Yeah. And and also, we still have to acknowledge that even if you're vaccinated, that's still not 100%. No, of course not. So you still need to take precautions, but at least it's, it's as good as we're going to get at the moment, and I think it's pretty fucking good if you're vaccinated, if everyone there is vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's at least a lot better. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. And, and I think it's as, as good as we're ever going to get at this point. Yeah. I, I think that we should all get used to taking shots on a yearly basis for this. We do for the flu. Yeah. Yeah. They'll just bundle it yeah. all into one. Yeah. So we also on Sunday had one of our education classes at the club, mm-hmm. uh, which was all about blowjobs and cock massage. And yeah. that ended up being so if you haven't watched the news, uh, Sydney, we have gotten about six months worth of rain in the last four days. It's been, I, I didn't know Sydney had a monsoon season. No, they're, they're calling it the worst flood since sometime in the 1960s. I don't know. We had big fires last year, big floods this year. Yeah. I'm just Next waiting. Next year is meteorites. Locusts, I don't know. Locusts, <laughs> plague of frogs. Uh, it It's done nothing but rain for the last five, six days. Uh but we had our sex ed class and it was fucking packed. People yeah. braved the rain. Good for you. We really appreciate it. And it was so much fun. Mm. It was great. Uh, Miss Jiff and I were up there doing our typical sort of improv babbly thing. And then Angela and the gentlemen were our live demos for the day. Yeah. Yeah. He was kind enough to get up and be a stunt cock. Let us use his body. Yep. yep. So it was good. It was cute. It was fun. We gave some hand jobs. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Well, yeah, you did. I, I gave some hand jobs. Yeah. I nibbled some ears just to make him, uh, you know, uncomfortable or <laughs> ultra, comfor- um, ultra comfortable. Yeah. Uber comfortable. Uber comfortable. Duh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, it was good. And I was kind of amazed at how many people ended up showing up yeah. on a torrentially rainy Sunday. Yep. They're brave souls. Brave souls. Bless. So... I've gathered you all here tonight to discuss something that has been in my head for quite a while. And what is our topic? Uh, our topic is toxic masculinity and the way I have seen it, experienced it in the lifestyle. And I'm hoping that you have some uh, experiences as well that you can discuss. And some of the things that we might be able to do to alleviate some of it. I feel like there are measures that can be taken. There are. I feel like there are. <laughs> Look, I'm going to assume at this point that everyone out there knows what toxic masculinity means. I think you should define it just in case and to be complete and thorough. I'm all about completion. I know. And thorality. I don't think that's a word, but go for it. So toxic masculinity actually originated in the the late 1980s and early 90s. And it's gotten a lot of um, 
it's gotten a lot of use in the last decade for sure. But basically, it's the toxic traditional stereotypes of men as socially dominant, uh, along with related traits such as misogyny and homophobia, which are considered toxic, Mm -hmm. uh, due in part to their promotion of uh, violence, including sexual assault, domestic violence, and the socialization of boys in patriarchal societies often normalizes violence, such as in the saying, boys will be boys, with regard to bullying and aggression. I did not just roll that off the tip of my tongue. That's from Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. Yeah, so I'm just saying I sounded smart there for a second. You did, you did. Uh, but it's not. Um Moving on, self-reliance and emotional repression are correlated with increased psychological problems in men such as depression, increased stress, and substance abuse. And as if you're a constant listener, you've listened to many of our bisexual podcasts where we talk about uh, bisexuals and bisexual males specifically, or bisexual men specifically, I should say, uh, suffer a greater incidence of depression, stress, and are much more likely to abuse substances and themselves. Most of that was from me. Uh, so, <laughs> so look, the I just wanted to kind of call out some of the things that I've seen and then let Angela and I sort of spitball, uh, yeah. spitball some of these things. The first thing I want to talk about is our obsession, and I'm going to say male-bodied people, penis havers, our obsession with the sizes of our penis. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this is something that I find everywhere I look, and there is not a place that I have looked in the last, in my lifetime, that I don't see this represented. Everything from growing up in school, it was always something that was referenced. Uh, Going to university, it was something that was referenced. You see jokes about it on comedy shows, both family-friendly, uh, where it's inferred, late-night comedy, where it's maybe actually spoken. Uh, all the films that we watch, all the, the I've seen Facebook memes that uh, are, are refer to this. And then additionally, every dating site that we've ever been on, mm-hmm. uh, even Grindr, like you'll see a lot of guys that are only interested in well hung or they'll say I'm hung, but without in fact having a definition of that word. I'd almost say especially grinder. Yeah, especially fair enough, especially grinder, but things like um, red hot pie Mm -hmm. when we were on there, they, you would very commonly see only interested in hung men. And it's, I find that fascinating and it's so destructive both towards men but also towards relationships and towards sex. If that is all that you have or all that you think you need, I I think we both have been with men who are extremely well endowed, but literally have no idea what they're doing with it. Yeah. There was one guy that I was seeing for a while. um, I think it was tender somewhere that I met him and he was, I would have said, very well endowed, but he didn't feel it. In fact, and he was in sports, and he said that he very commonly would, I would say, look down upon his penis size. And he didn't think he was big enough, didn't think he was enough. And I'm like, dude, you're, like, very, very well endowed. He was quite long. He was girthy. And, like, how do you not realize what you have and that 
this is what people think that they want. And this is what people say when they mean like well hung, etc. But he just he didn't see that. And I guess it's, you know, you don't see yourself the way other people do. And media and porn always tell you that no matter what, it's never enough. Well, I think it's interesting because we often blame porn for this, but porn is only a small percentage mm. of the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of it goes back to, yeah, the just media in general and the fact that small penises or even average size penises are a joke mm-hmm. um, because they're not enough. They're not enough to satisfy uh, a, 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 another human. They're, it's just not not big enough even when it's probably more than enough yeah. if used properly. You know, I know there have been people that we've seen in the, you know, in the past since we moved to Australia that we've talked about, that we've played with. And it's it's clear that they are so used to just having that wow factor mm-hmm. that that they forget that it it really doesn't take long to go, wow, what next? Mm-hmm. Now what? And they've got nothing to back it up. And that's that's kind of depressing. That's kind of sad. And one way that we can fix that is by not – look, we're not going to change porn and we're not going to change uh, like comedy and media. But just stop doing the jokes. Stop talking about your dick size and start fucking worrying – stop fucking worrying about it. Yeah. Yeah, and especially amongst your friends, amongst family – you know, your social circle, it's just, it's all those little comments and those side jabs that it ultimately, whether you realize it or not, demeans you, and it will have an effect on you and how you think of yourself. It also, you never know how somebody else is going to take it and, and internalize it about themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And I will say, I, it's something that I constantly internalize. I think about it every time we go to the club. Uh, I, and I always think, you know, like, I'm not enough, I'm not enough. And it's, you just can't. I remember an early conversation with you walking around a mall asking how I compared with your previous partners. And it was, you know, that's doesn't matter, really. No. It shouldn't matter. No. But for some reason, it does. And I think it's always going to matter until we sort of actively work to make it not matter. Mm. Yeah, for sure. So the next thing that I think we've seen is that ladies' pleasure is derived from the man mm-hmm. uh and by man you mean penis yes exactly which goes to the the only sex there is is the only real sex is penis and vagina mm-hmm. sex mm-hmm. and i find that that is something that we see all the time at the club uh and in fact i'll admit i'm guilty of it as well where we may have a huge ordeal with people, lots of, of play, lots of oral play, but no necessarily penetrative play. Mm -hmm. And then I'll think, well, I didn't have sex. And it also goes back to, you know, what constitutes a virgin? At what point are you no longer a virgin? Yes, exactly. You know, a lot of people think that it's, oh, you have to have the penis and the vagina to then no longer be a virgin. Well, it's interesting because I still say virginity is a fucking construct of society. Oh, yeah, like, for sure. It's it's stupid because we don't have a definition, a real definition of sex. Um, but it, it's tough. And we've we've seen people we've seen people at the club who have gotten multiple blowjobs and, you know, will go down on multiple people and then end up 
having this great hand job that ends up an orgasm. And then when they leave, they're kind of bummed because they never got to have sex that night. <laughs> that sounds like a pretty fucking good night if you ask me. Like, <laughs> dude, really? Like, why? But that goes hand in hand to the... Or penis in hand? Uh, but that that correlates to the whole sleeping with another woman isn't a real threat. Like yeah. being taken away. And we've talked about this before on the yeah. podcast. Somebody coming in and, and stealing your partner. You know, if you're uh, a masculine bodied person or a penis owner, we should probably clarify. If you're a penis owner and suddenly you're not concerned with with ladies because they're not a threat mm -hmm. because they can't provide their lady partners with what they really need, which is a penis. Mm -hmm. And it's just like that. We've seen that as well. In oh, the we've, club. we've definitely seen that at the club and it's really frustrating because it's like, why do you think that you're that great? And do you think that we can't have fun without you and enjoy ourselves? But clearly the answer is yes, they do think that. Yeah. And it's, it is one of those things where, um, It goes along with that wanting real men, quote, real men, mm -hmm. which is something else that we've seen in, in uh, ads on, on dating sites. Uh, and, and again, ex excessive boasting about uh, sexual prowess uh, and whatnot and knowing what women want. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, I know what women want, too. Pockets. <laughs> Unless it's your true. cock has a pocket in it, I don't think she's keen. <laughs> like, really. Uh, but it, it's shit like that, that where women's pleasure revolves around a penis mm -hmm. is frustrating. Um, and it is something that we've seen in the club. And I think the way to get around that is to not say stupid shit. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it. Do, right you, there. do you think that's possible for some people? Not for some people, but I think the people who listen to this podcast are smart enough to know better, uh, or are on a path to becoming better. Uh, but at the same time, I think it is one of those, there's, there's little things that you can say, jumping back to the, a woman is not a threat thing. I think so many men, I'm so I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of splitting my thoughts here. Uh, I've got two things to say. One, so many men aren't, are, are, are not afraid of another lady. Uh, and they want that to two girl, one guy, threesome, that fantasy, Be that fantasy, yeah. that the ultimate fantasy, which again, the women are worshiping the, the fella because all they want in the world is his penis. Um, and on the flip side of that coin is the MMF threesome is often referred to as the devil's threesome, mm -hmm. which I still find is hilarious because fuck yeah, bring it on Satan. <laughs> I will take. I will take this devil, that yeah, devil, that devil. I will take them all. Thank you. What I what I love about this is, and we again, referring back to things that we have actually seen, uh, those MFF or FMF, whatever order it comes in, and the guy comes down and he's like, all oh, shagged out and he's so tired. And <laughs> like, I'm completely spent. And then the two ladies are like, cool, well, we're going to go find somebody else to play with uh, <laughs> because they haven't even, their surface have, hasn't even been scratched. Yeah. I find that. Well, yeah, because it was all about him. Yeah, exactly. Right? It wasn't about every person in that threesome. And it, yeah. 
And we do know that when there's a threesome, somebody does inevitably get left out at any given point, but somewhere during it all, everybody should be involved. Exactly. And I would hope walk away pleasured to some degree, a great degree. Well, you should be pleasured to at least a... uh, An acceptable degree. An acceptable degree. (laughs) So another thing that we've seen, and it also drives me crazy, is disconnected sex. And it's those things where you see people having sex, and it's almost always penis owners, where they're thrusting, and maybe they're trying to think of baseball scores, and maybe they're trying (laughs) to slow themselves down, but it's clear that they're just fucking a piece of meat, that they're not interested in the human that's beneath them, and this goes for whatever gender is beneath them, but it is something that it's not about emotions. It's only about fucking. Yeah. Yeah, we've definitely seen that. And it's it's so funny because you can almost see them just making their grocery list or thinking about what they're going to do tomorrow after work or like whatever. And, and it's just they just look so disinterested. And they're very often even looking up, out, away. They're not even focusing on their partner. They're not even pretending to be interested. Yeah. And it's depressing. Yeah. I want you to be interested in me, or at least yeah. fucking pretend. <laughs> <laughs> Act like you know I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it is one of those things, like, I often wonder, it's like, I feel like part of the problem is also that men are expected to fuck. Like, that's all, like, we're we're expected to always want sex. We're expected to always be this girl, I'm, I'm always ready. And, and in fact, there's many times that I wonder, like, I'm just not interested or I'm not, I don't want it. Or just because I have a willing orifice in front of me doesn't mean that necessarily I want to stick my dick in it. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, And I think that that is something that society would tell us isn't correct. That men have penis will fuck. Well, also men are expected to be hypersexual and we know that that's, that's not the case. Like, yeah, it can't be. There's a spectrum. Some will be, but you can't expect that of every person that you meet. But I think that as far as society goes, we do expect men to be hypersexual. Yeah, exactly. And that that goes back to everything that we ever see mm-hmm. uh, from, again, the comedies to the late night dramas to, com- to, uh, to uh, talk shows. Yeah. Uh, men are hypersexual. It's interesting because men are hypersexual, but women are hypersexualized. Uh, yeah. because I remember a, a man, I remember a interview that was done with, Oh, people are going to yell at me. The Marvel, some of the Marvel people, uh, <laughs> which one in particular? It's the, uh, black widow and the guy with the bow and arrow. <laughs> Mr. H is screaming right now. I don't remember who, who has Hawkeye. The, Hawkeye. Yes. Ha, didn't even have to go to the interwebs. You actually remember it. Um, (laughs) Yay for me. I know something movie character related. (laughs) So it was an interview with Hawkeye and uh, Scarlett Johansson, who plays Black Widow. And the interviewer asks her about her costume. They're talking about costumes. And he looks at her and goes, so I suppose you couldn't wear underwear. And like... That's very disrespectful, first of all. It's extremely extremely disrespectful and she immediately responds with bless her 
you didn't ask him that. Why mm-hmm. didn't you ask him that? Mm-hmm. And it's it's because when you look at her costume, you know, it's easy for us to hypersexualize it. Mm-hmm. And it's stupid because all the men's costumes are, you know, this is true of every video game I've ever played as well, but most movies we see are these big hulking armors and the women are these like little frilly pieces that cover just their genitalia Mm. and their breasts. Yeah. Stupid. (laughs) Do you you need to get up on your soapbox a little more there? No, because I might fall off and hurt myself. (laughs) Let's take a quick break and then we will pop back into me get on my soapbox ranting about things that I know something about, but not everything about. (laughs) That seems fair, right? I look forward to it. Yeah, Yeah. Yay. Altplayground.net is the website to go and find your next play partner slash partners with multitudes of genders and relationship styles and sexualities that you can put in your own profile. You can find people that match you entirely and, you know, have a fuck ton of a lot of fun. You can play over the web. You can play in person if it's safe. Wear a mask. Wear a condom. But look, it's a great place to go and meet people that have similar thoughts and feelings to you uh, as for the lifestyle and the fun that they're looking to have. So when you want to join APG at altplayground.net and uh, tell them Bradford and Angela sent you over here at By the By. We've got a page. We're over there as often as we can be. And uh, yeah, we're just waiting for them to go live in Straya so that uh, we can start the wave down here. Straya, baby. If you are looking for something to spice up your bedroom, go to adamandeve.com. Search Find something, put it in your basket, go and check out. And you know what? You're going to get 50% off that item. You are also going to get six videos on demand, a gift for him, a gift for her, and a gift for both of you thrown into your package. It's going to show up on your doorstep. And the best part about that is it's got free shipping. So how do you get all these wonderful items? You're going to get them when you go back and put your credit card information in and check out. You're going to use the checkout code by the by that's b-y-t-h-e-b-i at adamandeve.com and you are going to get a whole sexy box of sexy shit uh delivered right to your door that's adamandeve.com Okay, so now that we have found sexy people on Alt Playground, and we have gotten some sexy toys from Adam and Eve, what is on your soapbox? (laughs) Um, So the next thing that drives me crazy about this whole toxic masculinity bullshit is the ultra-masculinity problem, which is that... 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Less you present as this gun-toting chainsaw wielding lumberjack kind of fella that rips down trees all day and wears burlap underwear you're not necessarily a man ouchie burlap underwear i didn't say it's comfortable (laughs) i guess that's what makes you a man right that's right yeah practical and it's like the chafing chafing Uh is uh what builds character puts hair in your chest yeah i I don't want to be a man if that's the case No, no. I mean, look, I wouldn't dislike you if you had hair on your chest, but. No, I just don't want the chafing from the burlap underwear. I love that. It's like, I'm not (laughs) caring about a hair. I mean, yeah. Yeah, no. It's the burlap underwear. Well, they could do like a burlap G-string or something. It would still be ouchy, itchy, scratchy. That's okay. My wine wine refill will help with that. Thank you. So what I mean is that Men aren't just straight in the club. Oftentimes, they're aggressively straight. Mm. Uh, and I will say, let's let's clarify, because you keep saying the club. Okay. So we see this both at our secret spot. I mean, oh, I should say in any, the lifestyle. I was going to say, because you see it at any swingers club, right? Um, and some are better than others. Yes. Because like you said, we have you know the pendulum parties, which really helps at our secret spot. They have all kinds of different events there for all different communities. But... Yes, you do commonly see this in the lifestyle and in clubs in general, particularly in some areas. And also, I should make I should make it very clear that when I say I see it at the club, it's not every single time, no. uh, but it pops up. And unfortunately, it is a, you know, the club is just a subset of society. And this is a societal problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that we've probably, it, people who have never been to a club or to a resort, a swingers resort, will have experienced some of the things I've seen in their office work mm. um, or in their office place of work, um, office work, <laughs> their office space or place of work. Uh, they'll, they'll see it within school circles with their kids. Um, I think the hyper masculinity or sorry, uh, the yeah hyper masculinity and being aggressively straight is the worst I've ever experienced. It was in high school. Mm, yeah. And it is one of those, if you aren't a sports player, if you, uh, if you weren't this jock kind of person, then there was definitely something feminine about you. Mm-hmm. Um, or if there, if you did speak effeminately, uh, it didn't matter who you were interested in, in there was something wrong with you. Mm. And I think that's a, a huge problem that we have. And again, calling out, uh, calling out, grinder just to show that this problem isn't only in the heterosexual community it's also in the gay community you'll see plenty of profiles on grinder that are only in the profile it states i only want trans or cross dressers 
Wow. So yeah. even the men that they want to have sex with better be feminine. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I guess, yeah, there, there's a problem with that. I, I'm only interested in women. So any gay men I'm going to hook up with, any men better remind me of a woman. Right. That's really sad. Ugh. It's problematic. And look, I'm not knocking somebody for having a type or having someone they a, a, a type of person that they like. Uh, like I tend to like women who are shorter than me and men who are taller than me. But that doesn't mean that if I had met somebody who was an attractive human that was the other way around, that I wouldn't be well, attracted to them. And I also almost feel more sorry for them or more curious about like how that developed and what in their life happened that led up to that. And I know it's a whole series of events and accumulation of everything, but that, that your life has basically focused you on this is how it's supposed to be. And that you, and maybe they, maybe some do, I'm not, I mean, this is very generalization here, but that it, you know, people who, who say that in their profiles that they don't really, it doesn't appear that they think outside that like, Hey, there could be someone else I could be interested in. Yeah, look. But I, I guess you're targeting a specific group. You're, you're, yeah. You might, I guess the argument can be made that you're narrowing it down to the people that you're only interested in. But, but why? Why is that? That's mm-hmm. a really tight, that's like saying I'm only yeah. interested in, well, again, effeminate looking men. Mm-hmm. But fine, you don't want somebody with a beard. You can put no beards because there could be a lot of fellas that aren't trans or aren't cross-dressers that are still mm-hmm. effeminate. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to be that guy, but look at the entire twink community. <laughs> they, yeah, fair enough. Realistically, they're, they're the more effeminate sort of community, and they wear that with pride. But I, you know, I was looking, uh, talking to address, to address what you were talking about where I'd like to see where that comes from and how that happens. Like I can tell you growing up uh, when it came to at least one part of this, like when it came to emotions, I was raised by parents who never fought in front of me because they thought that they shouldn't fight in front of me because that might make me think that their relationship was not on good grounds. Mm. In hindsight, I really wish that they had fought in front of me because that would then show me how to have an argument with a partner and have it make it constructive and know that an argument with a partner doesn't necessarily mean it's the end of the relationship. Yeah. Uh, yeah. On top of that, you know, my father, who is a wonderful human being and all around great person, I think I could probably count on two fingers the number of times I saw him show great amounts of emotion. And that goes back to, I can remember uh, playing with friends uh, on the farm and falling and knocking the wind out of me. It was the first time I'd ever had the knock wind knocked out of me, which if you've never had that happen, don't do it. I would not recommend <laughs> one star. Um, and, I wanted to cry, but it was like, I will not show weakness. Mm -hmm. Crying is weakness, Mm -hmm. which again, I think falls back into that toxic masculinity of we can't show emotions. We can't show how we feel because we can't show weakness. And now 
it's what's interesting is I am the exact opposite now. <laughs> uh, and I think a lot of that comes from you. I think the last 10 years that I've spent with and around you, I've become so much more in touch with my emotions and I'm not afraid to cry. Like if you don't watch Shit's Creek as a side note, like every <laughs> fucking episode I've shed a tear because it's just like, it's brilliant writing and it's so well done emotionally anyway. And, and some of them even make me cry. I know. And it's uh-huh. just like, and every time I just, I do make a joke out of it still because I am crying at a show that, you know, with, uh, that's a Levy written show. Still funny, but, my God, why why don't they have so much emotion? Um, But yeah, it's a, I think that hiding your emotions is, is definitely a problem. And that goes back to that sort of, um, it does go back to toxic masculinity and hypersexuality for men. Yeah. It's interesting because you're right. Like men are very much taught that you should bottle up your emotions. You shouldn't show emotions, especially anything like, crying and things like that 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 are perceived as weaknesses but yet for women that's okay it's encouraged yeah yeah it's Be okay emotional. to do that and so it's know, expected it's it's about not liking we're taught to not like men who don't adhere to masculine stereotypes mm. that there's something wrong with them god forbid they wear a dress or a skirt like that was that was the end. Like, I can't even imagine. Like, I wore a dress in, in uh, high school to do a womanless beauty pageant. And I came in second, first runner up. I was fucking robbed. Uh, but I remember getting shit for that. And at that time, I was at the point where I didn't really care because I was moving out of the, the, I was moving after graduation. But still, I got shit from that. It was stupid. Well, especially given the event. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what do they expect? <laughs> well, I mean, it was the the other students, which it, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um. So, one of the things I want to talk about in re- in regards to going to events of all kinds, and we've seen this at we've seen this at our local club, we've seen this at clubs in the U.S., we've seen this at dance parties that happen, the Red Heaven events down here, mm-hmm. women. Dress to impress. Mm. Men, I'm impressed that you dressed. <laughs> uh, and that's not always the case. Like, no. there are times that the men look amazing. In fact, there's a lot of times. But you do see it. I would say on any given night, you're going to see at least one couple, some events more than others, but there'll be at least one couple that, you're right, the woman is dressed like she's going to a cocktail party, and he looks like he just rolled out of bed and put on whatever was on the floor. Like, I have seen ball caps at place at, at sex clubs. Mm. Like, I don't like, I don't care where you are. Your Yankees hat isn't welcome here. It's not going to turn me on. No, it's at best. It's lazy. And I still don't understand that. And I'm going to call out some of the other podcasters and folks out there who are constantly saying that uh, the swinging world and the lifestyle world is different it's women powered it's the women are in charge the women get to choose fucking bullshit like if that was true that man would never get laid because these ladies come in and they're dressed to the fucking nines and the guys come in and they're dressed to the maybe twos and threes and they still like because they're hyper masculine i don't have to 
dress up. I wear my ball cap. And you still see these guys get laid. And it's because the women are making the women may be making the deals, sure. But let's be realistic. If it was truly a women's world, you wouldn't have to sleep with somebody who had thrown out a ball cap to come to a lifestyle event. Well, and also think about if the roles were reversed. If he was all dolled up and, you know, in a nice suit and whatever, and then she came in basically in her Chucky Dax and yeah. whatever. Like, no in, her, one, in her velour jumpsuit. Yeah, then she probably wouldn't get near as much action. People would point and talk, yeah. or people would at least very openly talk about um, the person. And we've seen that. We've seen uh, situations where women might come in unprepared. And mm. the men never get called out. Yeah. But the women do. And it's it's they get called out by other ladies. And then on top of that, they get the side eye from men. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's the, I'm going to be honest and tell everybody right now, the swingers world is not a woman's world. It is not. It is not this ma- magical, mystical place. Uh, at best, and it should never be a woman's world. Mm-mm. At best, it should be everyone's world. Like, we all should have equal vote, uh, which, again, att- uh, goes back to what I said earlier, that assumption that men always want to have sex. Like, men are always ready. Men mm-hmm. men can go whenever they want. That's what the swingers world being a woman's world creates. So saying that is a form of toxic masculinity because if the woman is always in power and she can pick whoever she wants to have sex with and whoever they want to play with, then that means that the guy doesn't really get a vote. He's just happy to, to fuck. Right. Yeah. That's unhealthy. Mm. <laughs> it's unhealthy. Um, and, and I can tell you, I have been, I have been touched while clothed, without being asked by multiple ladies mm-hmm. uh, and they'll come up and they'll just kind of cup you and I'm like, Whoa, that's, that's not okay. And the response I've gotten more than once was, yeah, but you're a man. Like, yeah, if I did that to you, what, what would you say? Yeah. Uh, that's not okay. We, we ask before we touch. Well, even pendulum night, uh, one of the guys that was in our group playing with us, we were sitting around on the couches downstairs by the bar later on having some water and rehydrating and everything. And some other random woman, as she was passing by, because he was kind of perched on the edge of the couch on the arm. And as she was walking by, she kind of smacked him on the ass a little bit. Not hard, but still. And we kind of looked at each other and we were like, did that? And I was like, do you, do you know her? Did you talk to her? Do you like, and he was like, Nope. And then she came back by and she was like, I'm sorry. I did it. And it was like, okay, at least she acknowledged yeah. that she shouldn't have, but it was a, a fleeting kind of, I'm sorry that she passed by, but that's okay. It's like, at least you acknowledge that maybe you shouldn't have done that. Uh, but it was just one of those, we kind of immediately looked at each other and was like, was that, did that just happen? And then I think it even happened again where somebody else came by and, and I think, I don't know, touched him, maybe snapped his, short something I don't understand something like that, that. And, and but that person didn't say anything and and it's just like that that you don't have permission to do that just because someone's in this space and they happen to be along a walkway you know i can't stand that it, no. it drives me crazy and i think the thing is if it was a lady people would think less about it because mm. of course she's here she wants it which also isn't right uh also i'm pretty sure if a, if it was a lady sitting on the couch perched like that and a guy walks by and smacks her ass I think the response would be very different. Absolutely be very different. Um, But that goes back to the misogyny Mm. of toxic masculinity. You're in this space, so you must want it. Mm. Uh, It's, yeah, it's problematic at best. Now, just to add to what we were just talking about with uh, if it was a lady, if it was a man, uh, you know, men who 
go out and, and play with multiple women uh, or multiple other men are studs. Mm. Women who do it are sluts. And that, again, goes back to that, ugh, it drives me fucking mad. Bradford, we're not sluts. We I just know. love love. It's not the same. Makes me angry. <laughs> not supposed to be angry, but it does. So, sorry, I'm coming up on the end of my notes, and, and I'm going to feel like I'm bouncing around here even more than I've already bounced around, knowing that I have bounced around a lot. Uh, You're like a bouncy ball. I am. It's because I didn't have time to organize my notes, and even if I did, I wouldn't have done it well. No. Um, well, as long as you're- I love that. No. As long as you're a bouncy ball that I can ride, then I'm okay with this. Yay. Deal. Um, we, we've seen this a lot, both in the swinger community and the kink community, is being a male and an, a masculine presenting male, I should be dominant. And- the number of times that we've had the conversations <laughs> with people and I'm like, Oh no, I'm sub. <laughs> like, uh, and even now that I'm more switch, it's still dominance is a hard thing for me to, to pull out of my toolkit. Mm-hmm. And it's something that is expected because again, all the men that we see who we should look up to in the world are dominant. Mm-hmm. And, those who aren't are either the villains uh, or there's something really wrong with them in, in the world. Okay. And that's frustrating. Now I'm going back through like superheroes and TV shows and thinking about like all the main characters and yeah, yeah. all all the men, you know, all the heroes are dominant. So one of the last points, I've got two more points I want to make and one of them should be obvious to the world, but if it's not, that's fine. Uh, but the other one is I saw a meme today that basically said cheating is more socially acceptable than polyamory. Oof. Um, and it, I am a firm believer that this is a trait of toxic masculinity. This is a societal, this is a side effect of us saying that men who sleep with many women are studs, uh, and women are sluts. We just forget that part. We don't care about that part. That's going to be excluded from this. But promiscuity is unethical. Promiscuity is cheating, um, and that is okay. We're we're going to allow that because boys will be boys, and they want to have. They need to have these conquests that they make. Whereas polyamory is about communication, emotion, sharing. Oh, we don't want that. <laughs> And we can't have that no. because that having uh, communication and and sharing is not what men do. Well, that sounds too healthy. We cannot um, be healthy, Bradford. Men have conquests. Men go and take things. Men don't share the land that they've taken from already some other man who's lived there. Uh, now I'm just picturing caveman beating his chest. Me, it, man. It really is. It really is. That's exactly what yeah. it is. And so it's okay to fuck around. We accept that as society. But, you know, we see it. You, you cannot not see it. Uh, f- who doesn't have a friend who has been cheating? And we're still good friends with them. But if they're... Polly, oh, they're the weird couple that have the boyfriend, or they're the weird couple that have the girlfriend, or they're the weird couple that have mm. the boyfriend-girlfriend couples thing. Yeah. 
and they live in a commune. Oh, kind of thing. Fucking drives me mad. I don't know. A commune sounds pretty good if we can be near all of our sexy friends. I know, right? I think it sounds like a perfect society. Like, let's do that. I'll be... I will happily cook for 12. It doesn't have to be a self-sufficient little commune out in the middle of nowhere, but just, you know, all of our sexy friends kind of all in one place. That would be great. I just find things like that are things that really weigh on me and really bother me in that I think the previous life that I had, the number of people who would have accepted me for cheating and still been my friend are probably twofold more than the people who would accept me for being in a poly relationship. That's so fucked. It doesn't make sense. No. Uh, and it's, I find it really frustrating. Um, yeah. So the last thing that I want to touch on is just the whole male bisexuality. It's something that I think, I feel like at this point in this podcast episode, 250 some odd, uh, <laughs> we're beating a dead horse. Um, and that poor goddamn horse, but you know, Wait, is that toxic masculinity? If you're beating the same dead horse? Yes. No. What? <laughs> what is e- no, it's toxic equilinity. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. equanimity. Equanimity. That's a word. Equanimity is something different, but okay, we'll go with that. It is, but it's equus sure, plus sure. nimity. <laughs> <laughs> um, where's Harry Potter when you need him? Uh, but... You know, the, the number of times we've come across a situation just in the general world where we're naked with some friends and somebody reacts poorly to being seated next to me. I have a very vivid memory of a, someone who I would call a friend who didn't just being in the proximity of a being with another penis is frightening to them. And this person has since become much better and has since apologized to what was said when I was trying to sit next to him in a hot tub. Dude, I don't like to be near your penis. It might bite me. It's true. It's true. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but any kind of homosexual acts are transmitted by penis bites. Yeah. 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 Which also sounds, which also sounds like my new favorite snack food. (laughs) Are you hungry? (laughs) Are you bored? <laughs> Try penis bites. Penis bites are full of all natural goodness and lots of fiber. Penis bites in two flavors, barbecue and extra cheesy. I can't wait to pull those out at morning tea at work. Do you want the extra cheesy penis bites? <laughs> hey, do you have any more of those extra cheesy <laughs> penis bites? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll take the smegma flavor. Mmm, smeglicious. Salty balls. They're smeglicious. Uh, yeah, so the whole being bisexual and how the, how that's received in being a bisexual male and how that's received and the being the bisexual female and how that's received in that women are expected to be bisexual and it's such this big shocker if they're not and men are expected to be straight and I'm going to kind of wrap this up with a story that we may have told on the podcast before, but not everybody remembers or listens. And it, we were at passion in paradise uh, here in Sydney or I'm sorry, here in Australia. It was not in Sydney. It's in Australia, uh, which I know Sydney's in Australia. Shut up. I'm telling my story. It is until we float away. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, And so someone said that, all women are born bisexual 
they just don't know it yet. Men are either born straight or gay. Mm-hmm. And I think that that... Also, that person's a dick. Oh, the guy's a fuckwit. Like, yeah. I have flushed things that have more brain cells than he does. And he, unfortunately, I think, probably thinks like at least half of the community. And yeah. that's a that's a sad thing. And I think that what can we do to fix that? Um, and admittedly, I'm not 100% sure... I, so, you know, we have many friends uh, and and listeners and and people that we respect a lot. And going to throw this out there to our Discord chat, uh, who they are an extremely supportive, wonderful community. Yeah. But they're also f- full of people who may be bisexual, who either don't feel comfortable or can't come out to anyone. And so the question is, this is a problem that we have. How do we solve that? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say, one, it is not up to us to solve it. Um, Many hands make light work. I think many of all of us together can work to make it better. And so how do you solve it? You solve it by standing up for the people who can't stand up for themselves. Uh, You don't have, if you're a, a bisexual human and you don't feel safe or comfortable or confident enough to come out to you or your community, don't. There's no reason to do it. Uh, you can still be an active part of the community by supporting the community and protecting those who are like you and may not have the safety or comfort in order to come out. Don't let people make jokes. Don't let, if you see toxic masculinity in action, fucking stand up against it. Also work to recognize it in yourself because as much as we would all like to say we're perfect and we don't do these things, inevitably at some point we're going to say something, we're going to laugh at a joke, we're going to do something that, that yes, will help perpetuate it. So recognizing it and either you know not doing that behavior again or apologizing, we've had not necessarily toxic masculinity, but we've had a couple times on the Discord chat where somebody may kind of go a little too far and they get pulled up for it. And then yeah. they're like, okay, I'm sorry, da, 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 whatever. So it is, none of us are perfect. We're going to do these things. But when you're called out on it, apologize yes. and, and recognize it and say, okay, I'm going to work to not do that again. Learn from it. You know, yeah. this cancel culture is fucking stupid. Um, and so you, we're not trying, we don't want to cancel people, but we do want to make sure that they understand that they've done something wrong and that they, that that isn't what they've done maybe isn't acceptable and we can do that like you don't have to cancel yeah. somebody you can say hey that's not okay here's why and then go on or you can stand up or make a better example for children or yeah. or, or young your 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 children or young people around you mm-hmm. and so just to add to the whole we're not perfect i'm i'm the worst i'm just going to be right up open and honest the horrible things that go on inside my head quite often are things that I can't stand and wish I could fix. But, you know, oftentimes we can't fix the things that are in our heads. And I will give you an example from this most recent pendulum party. Uh, at late in the evening, there were seven of us seated on a two person sofa. Uh, there was a love seat and there was, I was cuddling, um, a fellow who I care about a huge amount. Uh, and as I was cuddling him, someone came down the stairs and we made eye contact. And rather than 
I, I just, there was that moment where I assumed I knew what that person was thinking and it was not a positive thing. It was like, I bet he's thinking, look at those faggots was honestly what popped into my head. And I fucking hate that. I yeah. wish that I could not do that. I didn't move. I was like, fuck, I'm not going to no, because I'm happy. This is where I want to be. And also that's you projecting. It likely it wasn't Absolutely. what they were thinking. No. And I want to make yeah. that very clear. This is internalized toxic ma- yeah. masculinity. This is, I'm admitting that I, I have like problems that I'm still dealing with and mm-hmm. still trying to work with. Uh, this was not this person at all. All we had, I'm poor for him. All we had was eye contact, mm-hmm. and and that's what I thought. And it's, I, I I wish that I could not do that. I wish that I didn't have those feelings. But again, it's that internalized homophobia that I have that I think I'm not sure I will ever get rid of. But yeah, you know, I was just very happy that I didn't change the way I was behaving. It popped in my head. I immediately recognized it. I immediately recognized it as something that's unhealthy, which sort of is what led to this podcast tonight is that I'm still kind of dealing with like, how do you fix 40 years worth of training? Little by little. Yeah. And that's it. It's just little by little. How do you eat an elephant? Yeah. One bite at a time. Yeah. Yeah. So look, I just want to make it clear that none of us are perfect, Um, but I think our goal should be to work towards a better, more perfect world. For sure. Absolutely. And it's going to take bit by bit. Yeah. Bit by bit. (sighs) Yes. So any other? No, no other thoughts. (laughs) Clearly no other thoughts. Your, your thoughts are currently like the animal that you're got Uh in your lap. (laughs) No stuffing. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. Um, cool. Well, we will wrap it up here. If you have your own issues, either internalized or not, let us know. Uh, you can email us the Adams love at gmail.com. You can join our discord chat, which is full of wonderful human beings. You do that by, uh, supporting us on Patreon, www.patreon.com slash by the by podcast. Um, you'll get a link into our discord chat when you sign up. We're always excited to see new people. I love when it tells us we have new people and everybody's like, hey, at whoever you are. And then it's always like cheers. Yeah. It's either something about them coming in. It's something about somebody brought pizza. There's all the fun little things that it says when people join. Yes. Uh, You can also message us on all of our socials by the by. We are at by the by podcast on Instagram, on Twitter and on Facebook. And uh, you can email us. The Adams of Love at gmail.com. May have already said that, but if I said it twice, I'm just really wanting emails from you, Cotton. It's like, mm-hmm. email us. Mm-hmm. Come on. <laughs> email. Uh, anything else you want to say in the uh, closing? I think you said enough for both of I've us. I said a lot. Sorry. Yeah. I, this is a Bradford centric episode. Uh, I promise future episodes will be less Bradford centric. Don't apologize. It's good. All right. Love you. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 